powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Welcome back, everybody, to the after show for the world's shortest overtime session. My name is Lauren Williamson uh, with my co-host, Fuad, and our very special guest tonight, Arda Okan. How are you, sir? Welcome to the Joining show. Joining us live from Bristol, Connecticut in ESPN Studios. Am I, the first, am I, am I the first uh, international guest or the first since On X? ours, I think so. Yeah? Yeah, for me, for well, sure. You, 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 you I mean you are Torontonian, so at first, but you know, yeah. f- f- porting in from a region that is not Toronto is you. Yes. Well, uh, listen, I am nothing <laughs> if not technicalities, okay? So I'll just go <laughs> ahead and say the first international guest. I love quote it. Quote unquote. That's where we're going to be. I'm glad to be here. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, I watch the show. I uh, love uh, Steve Dangle, what he's doing with the podcast network. So this will be a lot of fun. It's yes, a good network. Yes. It's a great network to be a part of. And, and we're just to, to remind everybody. Uh, this is a special episode because in the chat, you got there is going to be a form to fill out where you can enter to win a brand spanking new reverse retro Leafs jersey. So uh, get yourself in that chat. Uh, I believe the SDPN there has uh, tw- has put out the link for a Google form. You fill it out. It's very easy to do. And there's look at that. The jersey. Look at that so, jersey, guys. I just wanted everyone oh. to know this is clearly obviously the tags are still on. Uh, you did this not is wear a it. Certificate of authentic. Actually, I'll be honest. I wore it for one TikTok, so let's call it game worn. Game worn. I wore it. I wore the it price over went this up. hoodie. I wore it over a hoodie, so you don't have to worry about it touching skin. But we can uh, basically clone you. We we can basically yeah, 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 clone you. Essentially. So there you go. So however you want to give this away, happy to do so. Can I just say I, I would love to get your opinions on the this reverse retro before you saw it on the ice, and then after you saw it on the ice for the first time. Sure. Fuad, you want to go first? When I first saw it, I, I literally said, I'm like, you know, in the office meme where they're showing Pam the pictures and she's like, these are the same pictures. So that's kind of what I thought at first. <laughs> but then when it was on the ice, I, I kind of liked, I was like, I kind of dig it. Like, it's still kind of similar, but the Leafs are not going to go ahead and make like a maroon jersey. Like they're, they're not, they're not, they're going to stick with the classics. They're kind of like the Celtics or the Lakers. They're not going to go off the beaten path too much. Right. But Celtics and Lakers by branding, not by winning. Okay, sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to mess that up. But yeah, I, I like it. I, I think it's classic. It's cool, you know. And it'll look good on you if you enter the contest. It will definitely look good on you. I, th- I thought when I when they first came out, I thought that they were okay. I was actually worried about the front leaf, the stitching around it, about the the tips of the leaf like puppy dogging up. But then I saw it was actually stitched around the edge. So like my my respect for that jersey has gone up over time. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, obviously it's oh. a beautiful jersey. I I like th- I like it. I mean, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? And I think that the Leafs jersey is one that it shouldn't be toyed with too too much, or it ends up getting into the category of weird or reaching or or along those lines, right? And like like you said, it looked better on the ice than I even expected it to. And I think it looked best with the Boria patch personally. But of course, I think they. I should hope keep- they do that all season. Yeah, I agree with you. Agreed, hundred percent. They should. Will they, or is it is it gone? No, no they, they said it was it. gone. It's they gone? said it was gone. Okay. Which I don't really okay. understand. I don't. I don't understand yeah. that. But classy so that they did it. But yeah. So we're gonna get into the game here. We're gonna talk about the overtime. And as soon as overtime started, I was like, I pretty much know how this is gonna go. But if you think you know which way it's gonna go, make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live, and play, or one of our many. Prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to play, deposit, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash STPN. That's sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. 19 plus, please play responsibly. How about that transition? Beautiful. That's pretty Thank good. you. Yes. That's a solid oh, eight. A little bit more beautiful than overtime. <laughs> out of 20? You know, you know, we thought kidding. we had a couple kidding. seconds to set up. We're like, okay, we're going to watch the overtime <laughs> as we set up the game. And we saw, I was like, okay, we have a bit of time. And then I look and I'm like, oh, that's been the back of the net. So um, the Leafs continue to be terrible on overtime. But Atrocious. I, don't think this is, Atrocious. I don't think this is one of those games where I feel like ranting and raving about how bad they were because it was a really fun It was a good game. game with a lot of positives. It was a really good game. Uh, you know, each team has a goal called off, you know, one for offside, one for kicking. There's special teams on both sides, one with a shorthanded. Tampa gets two power play goals. 
I mean, it was it was a nail biter right up to the end until it got to overtime, and then we all knew which way it was going to go. Yeah. I don't know, Arde. I mean, I I know you follow the whole NHL, but have you, I mean, you've seen so, the Leafs in overtime. Like, what, what do you think here? Like, what's what is? Why can they not execute at three on three? I know it's not even like real hockey; it's just like shinny. But why can't they play shinny? It's just fun. It's just fun, right? Three on three hockey is fun. Let's be honest; it's exciting. It's fun, especially when it's a track meet end to end. Like, it's not like quality hockey in the sense that no. it's exciting hockey. But it's probably not hockey that the hockey players want to play every single night. It's exciting for the fans. It's exciting for us covering it. I mean, like whenever there's an exciting sequence, we're going to show. I remember one overtime. I forget which teams. I apologize. Uh, we just showed like a whole minute and a half in a highlight, which is super rare because the overtime was so exciting. One side, big save. Other side, yeah. this is the net. Comes back, big save. It's just that's amazing. So um, we had a seven second overtime. I think recently. I think it was. Was it Beniers? Maybe that scored. Uh, for the Kraken, that, yeah, uh, it was like, maybe it was, it was like right off the, the face day. off. It was like it, under ten seconds yeah. for sure. So, but um, but to me, like if if you're asking me as somebody who is not a Leafs beat writer, the the biggest takeaway is Mitch Marner from this game. Obviously, we are gonna I like I watch the game with several different TVs up with every game. So we're trying yeah. to keep an eye on everything. So I'm not necessarily diving into the Leafs game every single second of every single game like I might have been growing up, right? But to me, you know, Mitch Marner breaking the record, that's awesome. And, and quite frankly, when we look back on it, I don't know how much we're going to be talking, unless they continue to lay eggs in overtime, I don't know how much we're going to be talking about this in a couple months versus, oh, remember what Mitch Marner did and he had an amazing yeah. streak? So that's my takeaway, really. Absolutely, yeah. Like, And I was going to say, like, it's so good to see this streak. I feel like this is the first time that Mitch Marner is really getting his flowers from Leafs Nation because – you know, ever since the contract, when he he had that, you know, it was a public negotiation. It was kind of acrimonious. Anyway, he gets the contract, and then they start to lose in the playoffs. And and then I was saying, like, everybody would rail on Mitch Marner. It's like, ah, it's so much money. He's not doing anything. He's wilting in the playoffs. And while a lot of that was true, it's it's just good to see this guy because he's, he's a superstar player. And then there's no doubt about it. It's just those first-round losses. Like, if they had won maybe one or two series, like, just one. Like, if they had won one first round, you know, had a competitive second round, we'd be talking about Mitch Marner the way we talk about Kyle Lowry or Jose Bautista in this city. Like, people who are revered. And, you know, I just really hope he gets some playoff success because this guy's really good. I think it's going to come. Like, and I, listen, Stamkos didn't get to the playoffs into, into the finals until he had been with Tampa for, what, eight years? Nine years, right? So... You know, yeah. they're still young. And and while they're not the young guns anymore, they're still, what, all under 25? <laughs> like, they're they're all still really young. And I don't think that it – I don't think it's a so stretch to say. No, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for bringing that up, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's like, oh, no, 25-year-olds. I will yeah, say no. this. One thing about Stamkos, which I, I – he didn't do it, obviously, but when he got his thousandth point, I think it was like – he was maybe 10 points away that it was very realistic that he could have hit a thousand points at 500 goals and 500 assists like that. Yeah, no one had ever done that. that before. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I looked at, <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh man, imagine how like crazy that would have been just a very, I'm, I'm big on the random, like useless stats. That's oh. probably among the Mount Rushmore for the season, but Amazing. it's just hilarious. Imagine his 500th goal was also a thousandth point. It would have been, but anyway, congrats on a thousand points. Anyway, try again, Steven yeah. Samkos, just be better. God. Great, right. great, great ceremony though. I, I, I actually, I enjoyed the ceremony. I'm like, oh, they're they're bringing gifts. The players are bringing gifts, like and it's gifts. like Christmas, and, and then more. The gifts. wise men are bringing incense and and then gold. more gifts. And then more, and then more gifts. gifts. It was really kind of fun. I, I, I'm, I, I worked in game ops uh, for Leafs. I worked in in arenas, uh, so I'm always a sucker for all of this kind of stuff. Like I'll watch and see what they're doing and judge what they're doing. I'll be like, ah, that's that's funny what they did. So I'm I'm always a sucker for that kind of stuff. But um. Yeah, and then uh, another thing that has been funny with the Leafs, like especially this, I mean, this game, you know, didn't go the way they wanted to, but I thought it was pretty decent. Was the fact that they like have no more defensemen, but seem to be playing well despite it. Like, I don't know how much of that you've been following, Arda, but it like, where did you see, like, do, how do you, do you see anything different that they're doing that allows them to play so well defensively while not having any defensemen left? 
There's, there's, there's something to be said about the great teams in the league that have a system such that they could just plug and play certain players, right? Like the Bruins had this kind of trouble early in the year as well. And look at the record, look at the streaks that they've been going on. They're still undefeated at home. Also, random fact, Bruins and Celtics undefeated at TD Garden in November. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's ever happened. Friggin' Boston. Freaking Boston, man. They don't have, <laughs> I know. They How dare enough. I mention that on the league? Oh, man. They're the worst. Awful. Wow. They're the worst. Terrible. <sighs> you know what? Troll me in the chat. That's terrible. That is, that's awful. Shame I circle. Deserve it. Shame circle, Florida. Shame. Shame for shame. <laughs> I, I agree. I, 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 I accept it. Wow. But yeah, like you like you said, like, that's I mean, Muzzin, a um, bunch of players. I mean, Giordano's really stepped up, right? I mean, even oh, yeah. goaltending, they've had for some troubles men. with. Yeah, I know. Just unbelievable what his output in production has been. And that's really what it is, right? Players on ELCs, players on hometown discounts. If those players overperform and you can get exactly what you need from the players whose contracts are deserving or you're paying them the money that they earn and if they continue to give that output, you're in a good you're in a good spot. And the Leafs are showing that this, what they're doing right now with all the injuries and everything, they're able to weather them. They had a bad October. They have an amazing November. Is it, wasn't it a record set in November for the Leafs as well? Like I think they had one regulation points? loss. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Incredible. And they and yeah, they, they did well last year in November too, right? And then the rest of the year they had under yeah. 900 goaltending. And that was exactly that was a Jack Campbell thing, I think. Yeah, I absolutely. think Jack Campbell bailed them out like the first half of the year. Remember, we were talking about how Jack Campbell is, is uh, in the conversation for the Vezina Trophy. And and, and you know what? The <laughs> went thing to is, the is, All-Star like, game such, because of the, the All-Star comes at you game. Fast. And he's Life such a fast. Li- <laughs> yes. And he's such a likable guy. Right. Like, yeah. yes, the Leafs have had that before, like really likable goaltenders that just don't perform to that level and you kind of feel bad but you're also kind of like this is a business and we need you know as Leaf fans they need victories and they need solid goaltending so it feels bad it's, that you're you're it's not the league of nice guys it's the league of winners right so it's that's, not uh, show friends it's show business right absolutely <laughs> I guess where did I, where, where did I hear that from where, where, that's, that's a, show that's a, going back to uh, going back to the question that I asked in the previous episode about who would be the Leafs NWO that is a Scott Hall <laughs> quote Vlad. oh Okay, that's that's probably before I've watched it. So, yeah, there you go. It's not show friends, it's show business. There you go. Okay, that's yeah, my that's yeah. my impression. That's well, a horrible impression. Horrible. Yes. I have to work on it. Um, so, <laughs> as far as goaltending, so like what? Like, I still think Matt Murray played pretty awesome this game, and he's been he's surprising. Been great. He's been great, and I think he's been like Kyle Dubis, like like literally bet his Leafs job, and he's like. I'm gonna bet him on that. I'm gonna put it all on this guy right here. <laughs> like it's like a, at the at the craps table. He's like, all on thirty. That's what yep. I'm going on. So and it's it it's it's going pretty well so far. Obviously, you know it's not in a win and not in a win. But do you think they're better positioned now with their goaltending than they were last year to, you know, maybe get out of the first round? For 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 the second half of that season, absolutely. Like yeah. there was really. You have two options, and Samsonov has been great. Like, let's not discount that. Like, Matt Murray has been good. Samsonov has also been good. Like, it's almost like in certain nights, on certain nights, you can see a 1A, 1B situation. Um, so uh, it, 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 it is promising enough at this point to me. Hey, let's give Eric Schalgren some credit, too. It wasn't like he was absolutely horrible every single game. I mean, they did win when both players were injured. So whatever. I, listen, listen. The Colorado Avalanche proved that you can – you, we never thought you could outscore your problems in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the Colorado Avalanche proved that last season. Darcy Kemper was not the best goaltender in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He's the fourth, no. another random stat, apologize, fourth goalie ever to not start with the same team he won the Stanley Cup with, and he was on the ice winning the Stanley Cup the next season. Wow. Oh. I like so He left the stats, team yeah. in the offseason, and then he went to another team. The last one was Antti Niemi, I think, in 2011 or when did he win with the Hawks? Yeah, he twenty ten, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, and oh, then he he wasn't yeah. with the team the next year. But like, this goes to show you, like, where is the like we talk about it because we're like we're we're longtime hockey fans and it's been drilled into our heads like goaltending's number one, goaltending's yeah. number one, goaltending's number one. It is the most important position. And listen, I was waxing poetic about that last year too, Lauren. Right? Like, yeah. I was like, goaltending's super important. Like, that's what's going to carry everything. And then the Avalanche came around and said, you know what? Don't worry, we'll score a bunch of goals. It'll be fine. Yeah, they put up like a seven piece on the on the mother. It's like game two or game three, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, they used to say, oh, playoff hockey, it's it's a war. But you know, everything is not the way it is until it, until it just happens. Like everything is like, oh, 
this is a rule until it's broken. So yeah. that, we've seen that in sports. It's this never happens until it does. So um, what you're saying basically is the Leafs are the Colorado Avalanche and are going to win it all. That's what you're saying to us right here. I mean, listen, great, great. Yeah. Great reading between the lines. That's yes. exactly. <laughs> I put it in the chat. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. I'm a Leafs fan. You know, I have to take what we can get and just <laughs> speak it into existence. I, I saw right, it. Can, can I ask you, can I ask you both as people who follow the Leafs as extensively as you do? Are you concerned about goaltending? I was. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, was I mean, in the off season, right? They get two guys that it was like, why are they giving up Sansonov? And then, I mean, when they traded for Murray, I was like, at least it's not Morazic. But and then and you heard the, his groin, and then you're like, oh, yeah. maybe he is Morazic. Now at the beginning, I think in our first stream, I actually said that if Matt Murray can stay healthy, there's a good chance that he gives the Leafs a fighting chance in the playoffs because yeah. you know. He does have two Stanley Cup rings, even though he wasn't necessarily front and center for both of those. He was still there. He still went through it. And tonight, it was two-time Stanley Cup winner Vasilevsky versus two-time Stanley Cup Murray. And really, the only goals that got past Murray were ones that he was screened for, right? The second goal was the, was the what, the tip wide? And then the third one, he was just completely screened by on Kucherov, right? So, listen, I think... That was one of the best screens I've ever seen. Oh, like what a Corey shot. Like, Corey Perry... Was yeah. like right there, yeah. and like there's no chance he yeah. saw that puck. It was like he, he didn't even react. The part of the net. He, he yeah, didn't exactly. react. That puck took like a good eight seconds to get to the yeah. net, and it didn't matter. He's like a matador <laughs> with his cape. He's like a matador blinding the bull. That it's yeah, that was crazy. He's he just, so like, good he... in that spot. I fucking hate that guy for that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This. I mean. Yeah. For the answer your question, yeah. When I saw Matt Murray, I. Everybody was like, oh, my God, this is like I know mo- a lot of Leafs Nation was this is going to be a disaster. This is a meltdown. This is everything. Everybody was really panicking about it. But and I kind of felt that way. But also, the, again, the winning the two cups and he's still in his 20s. I'm like, I don't know if you forget how to do that, you know, when you're still in your 20s. But, you know, I, I mean, injuries can take a toll on anybody. But it it's not like he was Cam Ward where he was like getting contracts because he won a cup in 2006 and. He was getting contracts in like 2019, but you know, if I, I really hope that this is the Pittsburgh version we're seeing and that it holds up and that he stays healthy because he got run into like three times in this game. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. If you injure Matt Murray right now, I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to mm-hmm. write a strongly worded letter to the Tampa Bay lightning organization. If he had left that game, Leafs fans would have like flooded the ice been like the fans would have just left the chat. Oh, it, just, yeah. it, <laughs> it would have been, may, may I, uh, I, 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 I know. I'm sorry. My, my host no, brain please. is like, Go ahead. I, I want to ask you both, if you were to put a percentage of how much you believe Matt Murray is intentionally knocking the net off, what would you put it at? <laughs> uh, 90, I would say 90%. Because yeah. 90%? I, oh, I, think I don't so. think Be- it's that much. Oh, it, okay. A couple of them were. Uh, I mean, it, three times. It, like, I, to do something by accident three times. But he hasn't it done it again. Su- because everybody freaked out. He's like, okay, now they're watching me. He might pull it out in like a couple months when the heat dies down, I think. But in I, the playoffs, I, I'm, he'll pull it up in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah, he'll be like, what happened? He's got to, he's got to <laughs> pretend that he, he's got to, you know, act a lot better. Like he's got to do like the whole NBA player. I, I didn't foul him. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? My hands are up. He's got to do that more. The so. Jordan Bennington glove the guy in the face. That. What is with that guy? He's just... <laughs> that was oh. a reverse clothesline. That oh. was a reverse clothesline. What happened there? Foo, Ad, what happened to your face? You connected your audio. Uh-oh. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. I'm going to fix something here. You lost Uh-oh. Fuad. So, Lauren, lo- welcome to Game Over, Make Beliefs. Uh, Lauren is your host, and I'm officially the co-host. Uh, it's great to be here. Um, and we have, a, we have a jersey to give away, Lauren. We're we do. Away a we do. We do. Here have it a is. Jer- <laughs> We're back. We're back. We, we're back. We got oh, it. Good, we got good, it. Good, we got good. it. Okay, we got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Am I back? Am I back? Yeah. We're, we're good. We're good. Thank God. You opened you know something. What happened? You opened something. I had it on my phone because I was... Yeah. Net, so, apparently, if you open Zoom on your phone and your computer... Doesn't like that. Ooh, so no, can't do that. Do it. Rookie mistake, Fuad. That'll do rookie it. mistake, bud. I uh, and we I'm, were having no tech problems, Fuad. I I bring tech problems wherever I go. Okay, I just I just whenever I run these streams off my computer, the computer like starts to melt. I see like the metal just going drooping. I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> so I'm back, everyone. I didn't destroy everything yet. So, oh man. So 
Yeah, I mean, I think that um, I was going to ask actually now about some questions around the league here because, you know, I wanted to say from your perspective, uh, this trade deadline looks like it's going to be a banger. And we say that every year. And then we used to watch, remember we used to watch like the TSN trade trade, <laughs> center. trade center. And then like, like Radic Faxa got traded for a second round pick. And you're like, oh, that's it. And they talked about it for five hours. So it's like no trades would happen. But, you know, you have a slate of guys that are all expiring or, you know, on the block. You got Kane, Taze, Horvat, O'Reilly, Meyer, Carlson. Those are some names that are, have come up, you know, John Klingberg, Jacob Chikrin. So do you think the Leafs, in your opinion, should go in on one of these big-name players? And if so, who? Like, do you think it's a defenseman they need or another winger? Or a goalie. We have enough goalies. Yeah, see, Matt that's, good. <laughs> that's the thing. The, if the goaltending severely takes a decline, I would say oh, no. by the trade deadline, that's something they would be looking at. If, if, it's a, if it's a noticeable, trending low decline, then yes, you absolutely would. Uh, the other thing is, I feel like, is the defense what's the what's the number one pairing right now? Giordano and Hall, basically. I, I, is it, yeah, there's a number right? one so pairing like, anymore per se. I think it's just everybody is an equal pairing at this it's point. It's blank right, and Giordano. So, yeah. yeah, Giordano and whoever they want to cycle through. Whoever's not tired, get out there, just go, just <laughs> go. Lilligren, get out or whoever. Um, so yeah, I would say that the depth there, uh, it would might be a concern. Uh, certainly would want to see. Uh, maybe, maybe you want to get some more experience there. Maybe you hit the jackpot and find somebody else that would be uh, similar to the ilk of Mark Giordano. I guess the, the question I have is, are you looking to win today? And the Leafs certainly have been in that mode for a very long time. And unfortunately, not to bring up old wounds, but it hasn't worked out for the last nope. several years. And so this year there's going to be like the, 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 they only lost by one goal last last spring. Right. They lost by one goal. Nick Paul scored two goals in game seven. And that's what they lost by. And it was a competitive series. And some people would say they deserve to win the series. Like they, they were very competitive in that series. And it's funny you bring that up because uh, uh, there was a person in the chat. Uh, I think his name was Ahmed Zai. He said yeah. that um, this game, uh, another game, we lost to Tampa. Another close game versus Tampa. Another JT waves goal. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Damn it, Ahmed Zai, why did you do that? But yeah, it's true. There you but, go. Um, but like, but like the, the but to my my the point is in a vacuum, if it was just that one year, I don't think we would be sweat Lee fans would be sweating it at all. But because of the history, that's what complicates and that's what makes it compounds it to the nth degree, right? So there's so much more uh weight on what happens this trade deadline and, and scrutiny, quite frankly. I feel like this is gonna be a very, very heavily watched trade deadline for Leafs and their fans. Well, and it's, yeah, it'll be interesting oh, though ahead, because Lord, it'll be interesting though because Kyle Dubas has famously not made lots of trades at the deadline, right? The Jack Campbell acquisition was made what three weeks before the deadline was. Like mm-hmm. most of the acquisitions that he's done have been in January, have been almost a month before the actual deadline. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if if I mean, and this is what all Leaf fans have been debating all season, right? Is like. Kyle Dubas is also on an expiring deal. So does he bet the farm on this and and change his tune and trade one of the big guys? Or does he, you know, stick to the plan like he always says he has? And I think he's going to go to blaze of glory. I think he might look at this and just, he just, he, he's like, right. He's like, he's like, I'm going down and I'm taking you out down with me. No, I'm just kidding. But he's going to, he's going to go, he's going to go on a blaze of glory. I, I would be shocked if they didn't, if they were playing this well and they didn't put the first round pick and prospects on the table. <laughs> Just just going by what he's done in the past, he kind of likes – they're very liberal, let's just say, with their first-round draft picks, um, sometimes to their extreme detriment. But, hey, if you win a championship, eh, nobody's ever going to care about who was picked with that first-round pick or who the prospect was. Nobody will ever remember. Like, case in point, um, I, I like to have a joke here. Whenever I make a basketball reference, I always say everyone should take a drink. But – when the Raptors traded for Kawhi Leonard, it wasn't just DeMar DeRozan they traded. All right, so they traded uh, Jakob Pertl, a guy who's one of the Spurs' best players right now, and a first-round pick that became their first their their whole best player right now in Keldon Johnson. So, again, nobody knows that, or nobody really knows that, unless you're a wicked NBA fan like me. But because they won that championship, nobody sweats who you lost. So that's my long-winded way of saying... Winning solves everything. <laughs> it winning solves everything. It really does. What were they chanting? What were they chanting at Prudential Center at the start of the season? Fire Lindy. What were they chanting 13 games later when they won every single game? Sorry, Lindy. 
throw the beer, throw the. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. No, that, well, that too. That was yeah. that was a ridiculous game. Wow, that was ridiculous. I just, I, I, I got I was out, and I, I just saw it on my phone, and I'm like, what is going on? I was what? Like, it's like what? But that, like, but they're one 14 straight games. I, so, <laughs> I'm like, what would they? What would happen if they like? It's like, what if they walked a mile in the Leafs fan shoes? They, they would. There would be no new. If they happened to them in the playoffs. If they got screwed, if they got the Justin Hall penalty on them, that that moving oh. pick or whatever, like there'd be no state of New Jersey left. They would just break <laughs> off and, and just go away. It would just be gone. You you guys would just look at the Atlanta. You'd just be like, oh, there New Jersey was there, and now it's not anymore. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we could use a left winger. I think that's probably the weakest forward position that the Leafs have right now. Right? We have Michael Bunting. We don't have a left winger that makes like over what two million dollars. Well, I guess it depends on Alex Kerfoot, but I mean Alex Kerfoot has just been demoted. There, I'm pretty he sure had they're a just terrible game tonight. Ugh. I just, yeah, he's he's just been he's become just kind of an albatross on the team, and it's I, I was hoping that it'd be Nick Robertson to just you know be inspired by his older brother and just just be oh, an imagine ad- yeah just what, it's like can they just you know could they just could they just swap them out just swap them out for one game you know? share the good vibes. Share the good vibes, you know. I mean, yeah, I, a left winger would definitely be be huge. I I don't know this this Kane or this Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane's the right winger or left winger? Is he did both? I, I I would have to remember. He's a righty, he's a, I think, isn't he? He's a righty. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just pretend, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, forget about the cap. Cares. Cap. cap. <laughs> just, just circumvent. Just There's circumvent. no cap. I mean, no. <laughs> no uh, cap. No cap. No cap. There you go. This Toronto. There's no cap in the playoffs, right? There you, there you go. go. Exactly. So what you do is you 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 get Patrick Kane, and then you say, oh, he has a toothache, and he's going to be out mm-hmm. until the playoffs. So mm-hmm. that Mr. That toothache. Is, yep. I am calling Kyle Dubas right now. I'm emailing him right now. Let's do it. <laughs> Upper body injury, tooth. Upper body injury. There you go. Tooth. D- dentistry. So dentistry. I ask, so, so this is a question for you, Arda. Um, you know, being that the NHL has been with ESPN. I think it's the second season they've been back mm-hmm. with ESPN. Um, you know, we in Canada, I, I feel like we kind of live in like a bit of a hockey bubble, like where it's like it's everywhere and we think it's the biggest thing ever. Everything is like we live and die by every game. And for a long time in the States, it's kind of been number four, number five. Um, how do you feel that right now seeing yourself, like, you know, being at the forefront of it in the U.S., how, how do you feel that it's progressing in the U.S. as a – as a legitimate sports property for people. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's like my dream come true. Like I would want nothing else with my career than to do this for the rest of my life. So I'm extremely happy doing the NHL and ESPN. And if it's here for the next 20 years, 30 years, that's amazing for me. I would just love that. Um, I would say that um, I think the switch to two networks uh, is really key. Um, I think like ESPN and Turner putting their vehicles behind hockey is very good in the sense that it's not just one national network or one giant content entity pushing hockey in America. It's now two. I think that that's very important. I think that um, there's a lot of different angles in which hockey is being presented and and different uh, paradigms and different thoughts, which is also very good for the sport. Um, I think that some of the things like, for example, and listen, I get, I work for ESPN. I'm kind of, you know, being a company show when I say this, but like, the ESPN plus has essentially become like the hub for the hockey fan, you know, like you can get all your out of market NHL games, all your college games, the PHF, a bunch of other uh, hockey related things on there, all the 30 for thirties. Like it's, it's, it's really become like the place to watch all your hockey games, especially if they're out of market. So if you want to watch a McDavid game, chances are you're going to be able to watch it on plus Austin Matthews, same thing. So from that point of view, I think it's made it easier to for hockey fans to find games and players and stars they want to watch yeah that, i mean yeah like, that's awesome i mean like i know that like everybody likes to, to rip on gary batman and for most of the time it's good reason but i when i saw when i used to see hockey fans like like hate on like american markets or you know not be happy about you know southern markets succeeding i'm like why like you should want the game to expand beyond our borders you know like when team canada for example was you know, losing or w- was not dominating every tournament. I was kind of like, as much as I want Team Canada to win, you know, I like that the sport is growing exponentially. And mm-hmm. uh, I would like to see it succeed in the States. And 
now we know that in the States, uh, it looks like Arizona is going to keep their team as well. You know, um, I, that story has been going on since I was like maybe in the sixth grade. And uh, now it's, and I get it. Like people are passionate, right? Like especially yeah. those in like Quebec City or even people who want a second team in Toronto and the turmoil that that's caused over the last few decades. Right. With the blocking and the territories and um, uh, was it Jim Ball, Silly and Rim. Uh, coming in and maybe putting a team in Kitchener or Hamilton or even Markham Richmond Hill, whatever it was, right? Like there were, there's always these there's always these rumblings of a possible second NHL team that get blocked at some point in the process, right? Even though everybody watching this knows that if you put a second NHL team in the city of Toronto, it would absolutely be sustainable. It would sell out. My humble opinion, it would sell. Even if you put it at Scotiabank, it would sell out. You don't have to, but it would sell out because there's a lot of hockey fans in Toronto. So be that as it may, then you see situations like, okay, Arizona and this and that. And of course, Austin Matthews, Tage Thompson, you know, whatever examples you want to put in terms of Phoenix players and what's happening with Mullet Arena and et cetera. Like obviously Canadian hockey fans are looking at that and saying, we have markets that would absolutely sustain. Uh, but truthfully, I'm with you. Like it doesn't, I suppose it doesn't bother me as much. Um, I see, I see the argument from both sides of the equation. Would I like to see a team in Quebec city eventually? Possibly. I will say this. Uh, I think it was Chris Johnson on another SDPN podcast. Chris he Johnson mentioned, show? yeah, he mentioned that um, the owners would love expansion right now because they lost a lot of money during the pandemic. Right. So oh, if yeah. we're up to them, if they can get some expansion fees. Like, right. right? Yeah, doing, OK, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, sometimes it comes down to the almighty dollar. So if you're hoping for a team in Quebec City, maybe you're hoping for the owners to get what they want and be like, let's throw a couple more teams and let's bring in that expansion money. Even if you as a fan think that that might dilute the product on the ice, it's not going to dilute the owner's pockets. And ultimately, sometimes it's about the almighty dollar. So when you put it that way, there's gonna be like 36 teams in like two years. <laughs> 40, there's gonna be 128 teams. We're going to the moon. That's it. Um, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do a game. Uh, Fuad, you and I are gonna cover a game in Istanbul. Let's Lauren, do you're it. Welcome to come to like. Let's just go. We're going. We're going I'll cover the UK. Everywhere. I'll cover the UK. I'll we're cover going the to UK. UK. We're going yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that like the next expansion will just be like like Gary Bettman would we'll just be like, well, Arizona is a good hockey market. They got a new arena. Two teams in Arizona. You know, like they're knowing Gary <laughs> Bettman. That's what he would do. Better not like, be the Arizona Senators. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, Ottawa fans. I'm just I, we have we have an Ottawa stream as well. I don't want to hurt their feelings. No. <laughs> That would be Ryan Reynolds' fault. Yes. Imagine that heel turn, eh? Can you imagine that? Oh, that would heel be the heel for Deadpool? turn. Oh, boy. Oh. You'd just be like, it's like, this is my new team, the Arizona Senators. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I think Halifax should get a team. I think the East Coast in Canada needs a team. That's what I think. Shout They're passionate. Out. Shout out to Halifax. There. Uh, let's let's go in the chat here. I want I want to see what's going on in the chat. You know, there's a... We have, we just I think we have more people than we've ever had live right now. 105 people. All 105 but of you, I hope Arno you all Cal hit like. Arno is a and I hope box office attraction. <laughs> Obviously. Thank He's you, whoever box said office. that. Thank you, mom and dad. Appreciate that. Very nice of you. <laughs> Very nice of you to write in the chat. It's okay. My family watches the chat, too, so don't even feel bad. <laughs> Hello, Lauren's family. <laughs> I love it. Shameless. Like, Shameless. Fun, should... Cameron Gilmore says, uh, for fun, should the Leafs throw the fourth line out there in the first uh, out there first in OT? What do you think? It couldn't hurt at this point. <laughs> I don't know. You know, at some point it's just like you just do anything. Just like just put two players out there just just to throw them off. Because at this point it's not what they're doing, it's not working. Put a second Hold goalie. The goalie. Can we put yeah. two can we put two skaters and another goalie? Can we do that? Hey, you know what? I, I did that once in the NHL 02 game. I figured out a, there was a glitch <laughs> that you could put two goalies in the net. And I was eight years old. I'm like, this is hilarious. I was like, ah! Who was it? Who was it that uh, pulls their goalie? Was it uh, Fedorov? Is he like a coach in the KHL or something? Am I am I getting this completely wrong? Like he I've pulls his goaltender in overtime. We can't think... do it in the in, in the NHL because there's like a, a, a workaround rule about it. But he, he just pulls the goalie and it's just like four on three the whole way. That's savage. I think I've heard that. I think I've heard that. I think Steve mentioned that because I know he's 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 um, he knows a bit more about the KHL. But that's okay. that's hilarious. If they, that was that'd be amazing. I I always want to see the NHL coaches and stuff do more funky, weird stuff. Like just just have no defensemen or just like try a forward and goal. Like I've always just I've always just wanted to see these weird, wacky things. We it's it's a very traditional sport so you'll probably have to wait another hundred years for that to happen but i want to see that i just don't want to see my team do that 
you just you just get a just get some sort of like mad scientist hockey coach just wanting to just just upset the system that'd be unbelievable i don't think there's any hockey coaches nowadays that are insane enough to do that no because now no, that not at all. now that jim rutherford isn't a coach you know <laughs> yeah they say lol uh blake taylor says that uh lol they will sit nick robertson for no reason in the dallas game place your bets as Blake Taylor. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but uh, Mike Babcock is lives in Saskatchewan now. So I, I don't think he that, – that's just a Mike Babcock move. He'd be like – he just looks at the schedule and it's like, oh, play against your brother? <laughs> not on my watch. You know, so, again, another terrible impression. But, um, no, I think he's, he's going to play. Sheldon Keefe's for the, for the boys, in my opinion. I think Sheldon Keefe is a – he seems to be a very players coach, as you know by the whole elite players fiasco that happened when he's like, our players are not playing like elite players. And then – the whole Toronto media just went <laughs> like it. It became like the biggest story of the century. Like it, as if he had said, "I hate everybody here. You're all trash. Go play mm. in the ECHL." <laughs> I don't know if you remember that story. And oh, I do. The, I do. The, yep. the firestorm yep. that was kicked up by it. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like Big there's quotes. big quotes. I feel like there's so much more respect that the players have for Keith because he does recognize when there's important moments for players, right? Like. With the Borja Salming game the other night when he started the all Swedish line, like, you know, Babcock would never have done that. Let's just t- say it like it is, right? I think it's cool. I think it's awesome. I, I, I like it. it uh, some teams are on the lead too. Remember, did you see the uh, was it the Peter Laviolette clip? Once uh, Ovi broke the record for most road goals. Oh yeah, uh, there's an awesome <laughs> clip in the in the locker room where he's like, uh, he passes Wayne Gretzky for most road goals in NHL history, and one of his teammates yells, "Who?" Oh, Wayne Gretzky? Never heard of him. It's just hilarious. It's awesome. I live for that kind of pettiness. That's great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's one thing I've said, like, that that, the one thing, like, you probably grew this as somebody, like, in the national media, is that, like, NHL players, they a lot of them have so much personality that we just don't get to see. Like, for I mean, that's why I I really like Mitch Marner. Like, he has a huge personality, and he – is not afraid to say, like, not afraid to show it and be himself in front of the cameras. Like, he's not one of those, uh, yeah, you know, we played a really good game there, uh, got pucks in deep, uh, listen to coach. Uh, but a lot of these guys, if they let them be stars and let them be themselves, like, I think a lot more fans would be drawn to the game. Uh, what, what do you think? 100%. I agree. 100%. And I wonder if at some point in a young player's career, especially when they experience that kind of attention early, if they get spoken to by whether it's a veteran, whether it's an executive on a team, somebody of respect of tradition in the NHL and essentially said, hey, might be in your best interest to cool it a little bit. What matters is the crest on the front, not the name on the back kind of thing. I don't know. I'm not reporting. this. I'm just saying I wonder. No, because I, sometimes I notice logical. Sometimes I notice that there are players and you could probably think of a couple that maybe last season they were great sound bites. The personality was there. And then this year, maybe some of it is gone. Maybe they're throwing out cliches. Maybe they're fed up with the questions they're getting. Maybe they don't want to answer the questions they're getting. Whatever the case may be, it seems a little bit more toned down than it might have been last season. And so whatever the case may be, I'm on the, I'm on the side of, yes, I would love to see more personality because in my opinion – particularly a younger audience, which is something that uh, is very important. I, I don't know the number. I would love to know what percentage of a younger audience, say under 26, whatever it might be, how many of them gravitate towards stars versus gravitating towards a geographical team? How many of them are fans of Austin Matthews versus fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs? How many of them live in Toronto and are fans of Trevor Zegras or Jack Hughes or Connor McDavid as opposed to being a fan of the Maple Leafs? I would love to know that. I don't know the exact numbers, but if anyone has them, please send them to me because I think that's fascinating. That is. I, I, honestly, now you mentioned Trevor Zegras. Whoever veteran is going to say that to him, Leave Trevor Zegers alone. That guy is awesome. I think he he is one of the like most fun personalities I've seen in the league. Like the guy's just attempting Michigan's left, right, and center. Like it's beautiful. Yeah. Like it's and that's beautiful. and that's your to your point about young play uh, young fans rather is that like a lot of people aren't consuming games watching all three hours of a game. They're consuming it on social media. And I remember when a lot of uh, media in the South were saying, or like you know John Torella for example was saying like, oh well I don't know if this is good for the game. I'm like skill it up in the game. 
Absolutely, it's good for the game. I mean, you're going to have this go vi- these clips go viral. Kids are going to see it and be like, I like this game. I want to watch more. Like, that's just kind of basic, basic advertising or basic promotion of your game. Lots of kids want instant gratification, right? Like TikTok is like probably the biggest app in the world right now for for youth people. And, you know, a lot of times it's clips like Zegers's and Kaprizov's shootout face off the other night where they were trading unbelievable goals. I mean, like moments like that, moments like tonight when Marner gets, you know, breaks the, the franchise record and stuff like maybe that's not more league wide, but moments like that people click on because it is while it is clickbaity, it's going to lead them to the sport. And if we can get more people watching the sport and we can bring more money in, then the cap goes up and everybody's happier. <laughs> so, Arda, I want to I, I ask you something more uh, on the career side. So, mm. you used to work for the Score Sports Network. Yeah. In, in Toronto, the Score is now a, <laughs> a different company. A but, fossil. You know, one thing I noticed mm. about that network is the amount of talent that came out of that network and went to the States and is, are having success, whether it be a Jackie Redmond and um, Adnan Verk. And uh, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, trying to think of a few more, but I, those are a couple that come to mind. What was it about this that handsome network? fella from in Bristol, right Connecticut there. yourself, this yourself handsome fella in Bristol. Connecticut. Oh. I, it was a given. It was a given. I was saying that to you, but what, what was it about the network? Do you so. think that like fostered a lot of like, was able to build up these people like yourself to make it in the big, the big world of ESPN and beyond. And to expand that roster, you had Tim and Sid, you had Cabby, you had yes, yes. Renee Paquette slash Renee Young. You had, uh, I knew yes, I so many people. Uh, the, to me, the biggest thing was that the score when it was a national TV sports station, it was by far the third of three, right? It was TSN yep. Sportsnet and the score. And the score for a little while had English Premier League soccer. I think it switched over to Serie A. It did have a little bit of March Madness. But by far, the biggest property that they got, especially during my time there, was WWE. That was their biggest ratings getter. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, Elliot Friedman is another one. Like, there's so many. There's so many. Like, I think the reason why so many people succeeded at the score was because they had to allow those creative people to be creative. Sometimes yes. when you get to the very top levels, you have to work within a sandbox that doesn't allow you necessarily to be as creative as you could be. And that's fine. Like that is that is the deal that you make or that is the arrangement. You know, it's like joining an NHL team and suddenly you're part of a system that maybe that's not your forte, but you will still do it because you're a professional. Right. So in that sense, the score was way more open to creative ideas and shows like if people are wrestling fans and they remember aftermath or right after wrestling math, like that was, that that was, I'll tell you how that happened. I literally was an intern on the hardcore sports radio side. That was Sirius XM. And we got an email. I just happened to have a company email because I was an intern. I was cutting clips, whatever. And we got an email and it was from the VP executive VP of, of programming. And it just basically said, Hey, we're looking for show ideas. If you got one, fill out this one page form. And if I wasn't in the building, if I wasn't there, right place, right time, I wouldn't have gotten this form and I wouldn't have filled it out as a, hey, let's do a post-game show for wrestling. And a week or two before that, I got advice from an executive because I obviously I had a dream to do hockey. I wanted to do hockey. But he told me, listen, in Canada, if a hockey seat becomes available, there's at least 25 or 30 people that are waiting in line. And so for you to break into hockey, even though you're doing OHL, like I started with the at the time, the Branton Battalion, and then I did uh, the Mississauga teams. And then I did the Marlies for a while for Rogers TV Toronto. Like even with all that experience, that was nothing compared to the people that were waiting in the wings to get a studio anchoring job for anything hockey that would be paying. Right. So his advice was find a lesser beaten path. Find something that is a little bit to the side so that you can make your name there and then maybe you can transition into hockey some other time if that's really what you want to do. So that's why I decided to pursue wrestling. And then I got that email. I sent them a, uh, I filled out the one page form and I said, hey, why don't we do a post game show for wrestling? Wrestling fans are passionate. If you bring it out of Raw and SmackDown, there's already a lot of people watching. They're going to stick around for five minutes at least to see what people have to say about the matches. We don't have to treat it like it's real. We can skirt the line. We can you know, make it so that it's at least like opinions. Uh, it doesn't have to be like treating it like it's a real contest. We can say, oh, I don't, I didn't like this match because of this. I don't like this character because of this or whatever, but don't have to blow the doors open, which is, uh, you know, that's a story for another day, but they didn't want that essentially. So like that worked and that show ended up being on Canadian television for 10 years, which is like, 
I'm very proud of that. I'm like, that's awesome. Like something that I just filled out on a one page form. It started in December, 2009. I was part of it for a few years. Uh, Renee was there. Jimmy Corderas was there for the longest tenure. He's one of my best friends. He's a longtime WWE referee. Yeah. Uh, and, and he uh, decided to uh, get into broadcasting. He's one of my dearest friends. Uh, and like, there's just, it just worked, you know, cause people, wrestling fans are passionate. So anyway, all that to say the creativity was encouraged yeah. at the score. No, we love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that was something I noticed a lot like that. I mean, to me, that was the network I'd go to just cause like, you know, you'd had these characters. Like when I remember like, it was like the score tonight. You had, you had Tim, Sid and Cat, yeah. all three of them just going at it. And I'm like, this is like, to me watching that, I'm like, it was like watching like the Kings of comedy or something like that. I was like, this is like, I would be like, ah, I'd be like howling. Right. So, but uh, about exactly. wrestling, uh, it's still real to me, damn it, okay? It's real to <laughs> me. Still real to me. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, I bet so you Chad is like, I bet you Chad is like, so what does this have to do with the Leafs? <laughs> you no, know they're what? talking <laughs> about <laughs> trolls, actually, I think. There is, there is a, there's a, there's a, I think there's a bit of a war going on in the chat here. So um, whoever is. There was uh, a whole we're, we're... lot of bots in there earlier, let me tell you. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. We have to, we have to Great. squash the bots. There's they a saw lot your those... hair and they just went wild. squash it went why exactly what reverse retro so uh one more thing i have to say is um you know going back to the uh the uh players and personalities who is somebody you've interviewed that in the nhl whether be a player or a coach that was that that for you was like this is the most easy and enjoyable experience as a broadcaster uh rick di pietro he's awesome to work with uh ryan callahan kevin weeks those two as a team are absolutely phenomenal um in the nhl currently today um, Austin Matthews was actually fun because he was golfing. So uh, we were, he was, uh, he was on a day off in Arizona and he was golfing. He was on, uh, out with a, a foursome of his teammates. And for some reason, uh, he mentioned Michael Bunting was part of the foursome. And I was like, oh, is Michael Bunting the best player? How far off am I? And he's like, about as far off as you can be. <laughs> I think I saw that interview. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I was saw like, that. Hilarious. I was like, this is great. Like just stuff like that was perfect. Right. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, yeah, like, honestly, like, on our shows, we've gotten lucky in a sense. We got Brad Marchand uh, with uh, with Cali. He's so a personality. Obviously, they have their history. Yeah, and they have their history with the playoffs and, you know, the whole licking incident. And Cali basically says, you know, I don't want to bring it up, even though people want me to. And and, and, Brad, and Marchand's like, I owe you all the drinks you want. And we look at Cali and we're like, does Brad know what he's getting himself into? <laughs> it's just really fun. It's just a really, really great moment. Stuff like that. Like, stuff like that happens a lot. And, 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 and like, I mean... We, our team is awesome. Like, I just love our, even last year, like, I miss Torts, honestly. Like, he was awesome to work with. He was, he was even more interesting to talk with off camera because he was talking about all the stuff that he does at home with his horses. And, his uh, horses? you know, he rescues horses. Yeah. Like, he res, so, like, did you see, like, a few games ago, he had, like, a, a giant welt on his face. And apparently, one of his horses kicked him in the face. Hockey what? guy. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not making this up. I promise you, go look it up. He showed up at the game. No time off. Hashtag hockey guy. With a He's shiner. Like, no, hor- no, with a shiner from a horse's hoof. Wow. Okay. This is not a punch to the face. This what is a, a horse. <laughs> right? Like that is like, <laughs> like, Yo, I, I, I think I think in the Philadelphia dressing room, if you have a player that's just like, you know, my ankle hurts tonight. I don't know if I'm gonna go. He's like, hey. And then the coach me. walks in with the black horse kick me. Do you right see the this? There is not one single excuse. Do you see this right here? I walked here. Okay, I didn't even drive. I walked. <laughs> he was all uphill over both ways anyway. in the snow, guys. Yeah, uphill right. both right. ways in the snow. <laughs> so before we go, I got to ask you, Arda, to bring it back to the Leafs. Yes. Because it is game over Toronto. What is your prediction for this team? It's Toronto Maple Leafs team. How far are the Leafs going to go? The Leafs are going to go past the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's my prediction. I'm putting it in the books right here. I'm putting it here. I am saying it here. The Toronto Maple Leafs will surpass that imaginary line that they have not been able to cross for many, 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 many 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 years. Thousand and four. This is the year since 2004, before Twitter even existed. Before the iPhone existed. The iPhone wasn't around. This is the year that they will get to at least the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I am putting my prediction down right here. Are they going to beat Boston? You heard, it, you heard it here first. They're going to... Do they face the Boston Bruins in the first round? That is an excellent question. 
If, Please God, no. If they do, would you? Okay, here's a question: If they do face Boston in the first round, would you rather them sweep them in just ridiculous fashion, like three nothing, four nothing, five two games, or would you prefer it go seven and then the reverse four one, where they're down four one with five minutes to go and they score four goals? I would Honestly, say the blowout one. Fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait. So you're saying the Leafs are blowing out the Bruins, or the Bruins are blowing us out? No, no, no. Like the Leafs in both scenarios, the Leafs win the round. I'm asking, would you rather them sweep them convincingly, or would you rather them avenge 2013? Sweep them. I, I like having a healthy heart. You know, I like having I like having a good cardiac. <laughs> they never trail. Okay. Fair enough. You know, they never I, trail. Comfortable. Like this is just they don't need the Bruins don't even score until game four. Got it. Okay. Got it. You shut uh, up. Listen, shut listen. up until game four. <laughs> Jimmy Lambert says therapists in Toronto proceed to run their hands greedily. <laughs> like, they're just like, like that's good. That's good. You win the chat tonight. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, remember everybody. Uh, just before the stream ends, you have your last chances to get the jersey. Put it in because. We're running out of time. So put it in right now. <laughs> Do it. And you, so you have a chance to win. It's game worn, people. Quote game unquote worn. game. He put if it the in game is If TikTok. the game is a TikTok about the Maple Leafs, then Guys, it's game follow worn. Follow at Arda on TikTok. A great follow, <laughs> by the way. A great follow. There you go. Make sure you get those entries in, guys. Make sure you hit like. Please comment on how you like tonight's stream. If you have any questions for Arda, we will try and ask him later on. Perhaps later down the season, he can come back. It was wonderful to have you on tonight. What a privilege to have you as our first international guest, live from Bristol, Connecticut. International man of mystery. That is absolutely correct. Uh, Originally from Scarborough. Yes. I think, right? Scarborough, yeah. Yeah. Scarborough, baby, let's go. Scarborough mans. Toronto legend. Let's go, Scarborough mans. Toronto legend. So thank you all again for coming here tonight uh, for Game Over Toronto. My name is Lauren Williamson. You can find me on Twitter at Lauren in the Six. My name is Fuad Suleiman. You can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Fuad underscore sports. Arda, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at Arda on Twitter. Definitely follow all three of us. Uh, Fuad, I like your TikTok content, man. I got to tell you, I'm a fan. I like the TikTok content. I like that you blend in the wrestling, the NBA, the NHL. You got a nice mix going on. I'm a yes. fan. I, I cannot do a niche. I, I'm very way too <laughs> attention deficit to do that. You got to cast like to... the wide net. I hear it. I hear it. Yep. Well, yes, everyone, thank you again for showing up for our stream. And uh, let's see who wins that jersey. I'm excited for you. And uh, thank you again. And uh, stay classy, Toronto. Have a good night, everybody. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.